Hi, you're listening to Elena Wenderoth respond to culturally responsive classrooms for my field week three activity for TED 5013. Today I'm going to go into some of the culturally responsive things I witnessed uh, during my field work. I got to see how my host teacher was using various strategies and approaches um, to meet the needs of different types of students. Uh, And based on my observations, I kind of learned what I want to do and what I don't want to do to build a culturally responsive classroom and community. So one of the first things that I noticed about my classroom that when I entered is the environment. It is a habitat that is full of images, work, and various representations. Um, there are so many different um, important pop culture icons and civil rights activists and radical people on the walls of this classroom. We have our Malcolm Axes, we have our Che Guevara's, we have our most deaf. Um, we even have so many different types of people. We have Penelope Cruz, we have Michael Jordan, we have Anne Frank, um, just to name a few. It's literally a wall of collage and even on this wall is student material and you see past projects that students have made on the holocaust poems even little um creative projects in which uh students kind of tell in a creative way who they are their you know their favorite hobbies uh their interests their family their background so not only is the classroom covered in representations of people of color of of women men of radical people but there's also student representation and that being intertwined as a giant collage where there is barely any bare wall available really sets a tone in which uh, there's texture to the environment and there's representation in a classroom that is the majority of students of color. Seeing people that look like them um, is really important. It's representation. Uh, Another thing that I thought was really important in my field experience that I learned a lot about was seating arrangement. And this is um, a lot of uh, preventative classroom management in which um, Mr. My host teacher really uh, did research on each of their students before they came even came into the classroom. So we see students be able to sit in places that are going to maximize their ability to learn, to um, be socially and emotionally comfortable in the classroom. Um, be physically comfortable in the classroom as well. So uh, my host teacher reviews each student's backgrounds even before they enter the classroom. And this means that he is looking at um, past information. Do Are they an ELL student? Are they, uh, you know, EBD students? Uh, do they um, have learning disabilities? All of these things. And as a result, it allows him to place them in places that is going to maximize their learning. Uh, Additionally, he even talks to other teachers that have had him. He goes, who works well together? Who needs to be right up in the front? Who gets distracted easily? 
One thing that I was very impressed with is students that are very kinetic, that need to move around, that drum, that like to stand up, really need to move, are placed in a certain part of the classroom in which they do have the freedom to move, where they are not stifled in their environment, where they're not physically restricted. So that was a really important thing. Another thing that I thought was very valuable and really essential to um, a positive classroom environment that's culturally responsive is the content. Uh, what are the lessons about? So we started our field work um, studying child soldiers. We studied um, child soldiers in the Congo. This is not a thing that uh, middle school often gets to cover in their classroom. And this was a baseline for thinking about really big issues, learning about ideas of blind obedience, ideas about how uh, children have been manipulated uh, through, through propaganda, through all these different big terms um, on really socially relevant uh, and politically relevant topics. I mean, we moved from studying child soldiers of the Congo to learning about restorative justice. And what does that mean for them as students? Uh, we learned about restorative justice as a platform to, for them to make an argumentative essay. Uh, their essay was agreeing for or against restorative justice. Uh, and then they even moved further and retied it back to child soldiers and wrote a giant argumentative essay about whether they believe child soldiers uh, need amnesty. And one of the big things about critical pedagogy is uh, creating a baseline where students are empowered to think critically and radically in, in the sense of that they are able to engage in this world with a so social justice lens. Uh, so this was huge. And this even moved forward as we covered the very giant topic of the Holocaust, of the whys and hows of that, you know, talking about blind obedience, apathy, propaganda. These were huge topics and ideas that went throughout all of the course content. And I think that really allowed students to have, you know, larger ideas and critical lenses about these things. Um, you know, it also was taught from a way of saying a lot of the time, what if this happened to you? What would you do? Uh, how do you absorb propaganda? What is propaganda in your life? So there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, it was, that was all great. Unfortunately, I still, I did witness um, some, you know, kind of mechanistic style of teaching, the banking pedagogy of teaching, in which um, when it came down to learning skills um, and taking notes and learning, you know, information, it was very restrictive. Um, and unfortunately, I did witness um, the irony of you know, learn, teaching these children about restorative justice, but justice was not necessarily restorative. And this was largely because of the school, uh, how they handled uh, behavioral issues. But it also, I also witnessed my host teacher really, you know, kind of, you know, uh, punishing students um, in an immediate way, in a way that was not necessarily equitable uh, to all the students' behavior. And uh, that was one thing that I think is 
very important to be mindful of because there are those students that um, continue to disrupt the class. And uh, I feel, um, to my personal beliefs, that um, rather than send them out of the classroom every time, um, almost once a day, uh, you know, a particular student gets sent out of the classroom, there is something wrong. There needs to be another route for this. Uh, And I think that's one of the big discrepancies between uh, what I witnessed in my fieldwork and um, the kind of critical pedagogy that I believe is important um, to give students voice and empower students and give them the space to resist and grow from that resistance within the classroom. Uh, One thing that I did learn and want to uh, bring to my classroom that I did not necessarily witness uh, in my host classroom was uh, multiple means of expression. I mean, it was largely a classroom of writing. It was an English language arts classroom, so of course that's going to be there. But there was not a lot of space for creative expression, technology, um, students who needed different routes to get to the same information. So all in all, I did learn a lot. I learned a lot how I wanted to make my class environment, how I needed representation covering the walls up and down. Uh, And also I learned about how uh, classroom content lessons and what they're actually studying is so important for representation and how they can engage in that content critically. Again, I did have some complaints wasn't a real big fan of the mechanistic style of teaching and how, uh, you know, behavioral issues were, uh, you know, addressed. And I would have liked a little bit more of multiple means of expression for students to access uh, content in different modes. All in all, I did find it to be a very positive experience and my host teacher to be a very conscious, uh, culturally responsive person and really engaged in a lot of critical pedagogy. All right, well, that is that. That is my Field Week 3 activity, culturally responsive classrooms response. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you.